0: Play is everywhere in California, so take some well deserved play time off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
2: Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been! As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
1: Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene, what's good?
0: But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different
3: agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano!
4: Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Wow, Donald. Wow. That's all you I say know. is wow. I
1: know, dude. It's and on so a day when we have
0: Neil Flynn on, like, I'm all excited. I've been pounding energy drinks, and here I am, I'm ready to go, and yeah. no Donald Faison.
1: Do you want to tell know. everyone why you're so late? I made a mistake and tried to download the new Apple, whatever software. it is. Yeah, the software, two hours before. <laughs> two How hours old is podcast. this computer? It's pretty old. It's a MacBook Pro, but it's an old computer. You know, it's an older model of the MacBook Pro. Right. Now, so I am now 20 minutes late. Yeah, we have very Neil- late.
0: We got Neil Flynn. He's like sitting in a holding room.
1: Yeah, we put him in the holding. We put him all in a holding cell. Yeah, we we'll put Neil
0: in. in a holding cell and he's just sitting there. He's probably going to walk out soon. I hope Neil doesn't walk
1: out. First of all,
0: how's everybody doing? Uh, we were just chatting. We had a great chat waiting for you. Uh, what were you and chatting about? We were talking about um, just our lives and what's happening and how Joel has a huge Twitter following I didn't know about.
1: Yeah, did this just happen because of the podcast or no? You had a
0: Joel huge... Joel, what's your handle? We should we should blow it up even more.
5: Uh, yeah, my handle is at Joel Monique on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Uh, no, I was a writer before I came to you guys and I would do a lot of critiquing of like television shows and movies and Got I it. think my Watchmen reviews are probably what I'm most famous for. Uh, Toronto International Film Festival just retweeted those yesterday. But yeah, come talk to me about nerdy and political things. <laughs> it's good times.
1: Well, you're 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 a Watchmen fan.
5: Oh fuck! Like from the graphic novel era, the TV show really killed it.
1: I Did you not like the movie?
5: The movie was my introduction. And I find that it has some things that are very intriguing and interesting about it, but overall I don't think it holds up to like the quality that is the original graphic novel.
1: Right. The graphic novel has
0: more and I know. love the TV show, man. I thought that was incredible. And it's brilliant. And they that, won a Peabody that, this morning. And, and oh, nice. so relevant to today when you see these, when you see what's A, what's happening in the news, and also like cops with their face masks on, um, I can't but help but think of Watchmen. The sh- the Watchmen. I was
1: like, wow. Yeah. And I saw they someone wrote an article right. that
0: was like, uh, Watchmen was just a few months too early or something like that. Someone. Yeah.
1: There. They got it right. They got it right. They predicted it. Uh, listen, I would love
0: to banter with you and tell you how much I smell because I forgot to put on deodorant and uh, and I'm I'm glad that we're on a Zoom call so you guys aren't offended. But we got Neil Flynn sitting on the other. Room. All
1: right. Well, then hold on one second. How about this? Five, six, seven, eight. Some stories about a show we made about a bunch of.
6: And a janitor who loved the hate. I said he's a story stories that we all should know. So gather round to hear our gather round to hear our Scrubs Rewind show with Zach and Dono.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that you deserve to five, six, seven, eight when you're this late. I did it already, so I know. But I just want to submit can... to, the, to the to the to the to the Scrubs podcast rule book. That you are when you're this late, you don't get to five, six, seven, eight. You're punished. When when did we get a rule book? You know, when I was a kid, um, at, at going to to camp, I was so nerdy, and this was back in a day when they would let you do this. But on the on the school bus to camp, I would sit in the front seat, and as the bus oh my God. as the bus <laughs> pulled in for each stop, the bus driver would allow me to operate the the mechanism that opened up the school bus door. And I thought I was the coolest mofo in the world as the door operator. Now, wait, this is my, my point, was that I got in trouble one day at camp and the counselors told the bus driver that I had been bad and I was not allowed to operate the door that day. And I was crushed. I was, I sat and pouted. And I just feel that that should be something like your punishment. You don't get to five, six, seven, eight when you've been naughty. But I already five, six, seven, eight. (laughs) I know. Well, I'm just trying to lay down the rules. Maybe Joel can can start to make like a a Bible of sorts of the rules of the show. Okay. How old were you when all of this happened? This was last year. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 No, I don't know. Day camp. How old were you at day camp? Seven? I don't know. Eight? Yeah. Shit. Well, then, yes, I can understand. I was five, six, seven, eight. No, I'm just kidding. All right, let's bring in Neil Flynn. Dan, push the button. Ladies and
1: gentlemen. Give it up for Yay! Neil Flynn! Hi, Neil Flynn. Hi, you fellas. How's
0: it going? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's going well.
0: Excellent. There he is. There yeah. he is. Hi, Neil. This is uh, Joel and Dan. I think you met Dan briefly.
3: Yes, I, I was teaching him about computers and
0: <laughs>
1: things like that. It's so good to see you, man. It is it. good to see you.
3: You too. Donald's literally in the closet. Good man. Yeah, I am
1: literally in the closet.
3: It started
0: I, it started, Neil, because um it was the it was the best place for sound because it had all his clothes as a sound dampening thing. And then he realized that he could hide from his family in there. So he, yeah. he he goes there sometimes, even when we're not recording the podcast, to escape his his children.
1: This is the this is the safest place in my house. My kids don't find my clothes amusing or interesting enough. To want to hang out in the closet, so. I, I can't
3: say I ever found my father's clothes amusing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, what are, are, any, are any
3: of your kids big enough to wear your clothes now?
1: No. I No, thank goodness. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, I have an 18-year-old with us, but uh, he doesn't necessarily like the clothes I wear. He's more into that Supreme style and stuff like that. Me personally, I, you know, I've dumbed down my gear a little bit. I now I'm a golf shirt and shorts kind of guy, and so what you see behind me is a bunch of golf shirts, all right. and then my shorts are over there.
0: That, that Neil, that was your uh, probably first and last tour ever of Donald's clothes. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> time well spent. Yeah. Well, you know, you asked. I know, I, but I do. Mm-hmm. I do remember. I do remember when my father's clothes became interesting to me, and I wanted to wear all of his gear, and hmm. I would go into my dad's closet and take his shirts, which were oversized for me, which at the time was really cool. And he had like a bunch of designer things that I didn't, you know, he had like back in the day when Jabot was really popular or, you know, shirts like that. And I remember going in his closet. Sergio Tacchini? do you remember those? No, I remember, I mean, no, I don't. That was like the sweatsuit, a uh, sweatsuit. Okay. But I remember going in his closet and taking a really expensive shirt and wearing it outside and ripping it. And Ooh. being like, oh, shit, my dad's going to kill me. My dad's going to kill me. And uh, having to tell him. And my dad didn't come home all the time, right? So my dad would leave in the morning and then come back maybe, you know, three, four days later. <laughs> you know, that's just how my dad rolls. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and, and uh, I remember having to wait for him to come home. To tell him that I ripped one of his really expensive shirts, mm. and he wasn't too beat up about it, but I remember the fear. For three days, I had to wait, and you know, my mom being like, "He's gonna kick your ass," and me being like, "Oh God!" Like... <laughs> and then finally, how'd you rip the shirt? Like playing, playing something stupid. Like we were playing in a, on a jungle gym, and we would play tag where you couldn't touch the ground. Sure. And the jungle gym was huge; was big enough for you to jump from, you know, the slide to. You know, uh, uh, one of the houses or wooden houses or some shit yeah, like yeah. that, or a plant. You were a kid. Yeah, I was a kid wearing my dad's oversized, expensive shirt. And right, what, what made you think, like, home. you
0: know what, I'm going to rock to the jungle gym today is dad's expensive
1: shirt. I just, you know, because everybody was wearing Jabot, you know what I mean? And I thought, well, if he has a shirt. I can go outside and I'll have this really crisp. And it was like, and it was fucked up too. The fucked up thing was it was like in plastic and it just come from the cleaners and stuff. (laughs) So I kind of knew, I kind of knew like, dude. You you, took the plastic off though, right? I totally took of course. (laughs) And I, I made a mistake. It's one of those, like I watch my kids now do this shit where it's like, what were you thinking? Why would, why would you even do something like that? Uh huh. And wow. their answer is, I don't know. And that was my answer, too. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yep. You're just impulsive. Yeah. Impulsive.
0: My sister, but- uh, when I went clothes shopping, I remember I was in, like, fourth grade. And it was the height of, I don't know if you remember, guest jeans. Um, yes. It was, like, the height of guest jeans. And for mostly for, for women, I think, at the time, I'm guessing. Because my sister convinced me and my mom that I should wear guest jeans as well (laughs) in fourth grade and they were very uh you could always tell they were guest jeans because they had a triangle on the on the the back on the back jean pocket so i thought okay you know i'm not much of a style guy i'm more of a sweatpants t-shirt kid but you know okay i'll try this out for a full day i was bullied by essentially (laughs) the entire school (laughs) <laughs> children of all ages and grades came by to point and laugh at me and my guest jeans
3: because they were considered like girl jeans or
0: a uh, girl and <clears throat> girl and expensive i think they were they were like i remember them being like 50 bucks or maybe 100 bucks whatever whatever they i mean it was like too expensive for a kid to have anyway but i yes. think probably what fourth
3: grader wears designer clothes i don't
0: know kind? i don't know neil i regret it <laughs> to this day I, I when donald started talking about his his story i i i felt the pain in my heart from literally the it's like it's like it's like a, what's his name on on uh, on the simpsons going ha. it was literally that for a full day of school
6: <laughs> so oh, then yo, i go man. home
0: i go home in tears and i tell my mom like i hate these jeans i'm so everyone made fun of me all day long and i fucking hate these jeans and she was like, well, you know what we're gonna do, Zach? Those jeans are perfectly fine. We're gonna take my little stitch cutter and we're gonna cut the triangle off off the pocket. Well, she did that and they still had the the marking of where the triangle was.
3: <laughs> yeah. Now you have some sort of knockoff Guess jeans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> black market.
0: Now <laughs> yeah, it's worse. Exactly, Neil. Now I'm wearing black market guest jeans. <laughs> Well, Neil, thank you for coming on. We, Donald We're and I so start, started doing this silly little thing. And yeah. uh, both of us, um, when we post about it on, on Instagram and Twitter, I would say that like 60% of the comments people are write, write are, when are you having Neil Flynn on? Um, so you are very beloved by, beloved or beloved? by well, Either one, by the people.
3: Either one. It's like divisive <laughs> and divisive. All it's of a sudden 20. divisive became divisive. Because <laughs> that's how Barack Obama pronounced it. Well, really? I- yeah, now when lot of people say divisive. I had never heard it pronounced that way before Obama said it that way.
1: Well, you know, if Obama said it, it had yeah, to be. Yeah, now, now, now I'm switching. switching. It up. Now I'm switching. I'm switching. It's a, it few, year,
0: it's a few years late, but I'm but, changing I'm over.
1: switching it up. Switching it up. <laughs>
3: If he starts wearing J-Bo shirts, that's what I'm going to do,
1: too. <laughs> he probably
0: does wear Guess jeans, though. He's a stylish guy. I don't know if they're still in style anymore. I don't know
1: if, yeah, I'm not sure how big Guess is. I don't think, I, I know somewhere somebody, the CEO of Guess is like, we're still a hit. I we're know. still a hit. Yeah, we're, talking about it. we're gonna get Donald and I are
0: going to get sent Guess jeans in the mail, because sometimes <laughs> when we mention things on here, we get sent in the mail. I got a care package from Omission, I, I have to tell him. This, Neil, It's really lame in Hollywood to say, but I, I don't. Eat gluten, and but I love beer. And so there's a really good pale ale called Omission, which I mentioned because we were all talking about beer. They sent me not only a beautiful care package of Omission beer, but a, an Omission backpack.
1: I've yet to receive any of this.
3: When you come to school in that backpack, I'm going to make fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> you got no mission backpack. <laughs>
0: you're going to be like, Zach, please tell me you're not wearing a gluten-free beer backpack. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't really uh, even know what that is, the gluten. And, but I think you can get away with not eating gluten in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, you can. Yeah, it's just when yeah. I, I – you know, this podcast is listened all over the world. and I, Whenever I mention it, I, I, I cringe because I know people are like, oh, what a – Hollywood tool, not even but,
1: you know. I thought that sparkling water was universal. You go places in like Texas, and you'll be like, "Can I get some sparkling water?" And they'll be like, "We don't have that." You have and, to say club soda, maybe. Uh, I went someplace, and they were like, "We do have club soda." Yes. What's so the club difference so-
0: between club soda and sparkling water? Does anybody know?
1: Club soda is carbon, and sparkling water is sodium. If I no, rem- no. if I'm you no. Know?
3: No, Neil knows. No, you're right. I have a cat.
1: Okay. <laughs>
3: and, of course, they listen when you say no. Yeah. But he's in my... Oh,
1: you were saying no to the cat. I thought you were,
0: I thought no, you were heavily... No. <laughs> I thought you were very clearly opining on Donald's uh, no, no, no. No. No, no. No. And then I was waiting for you to go into your explanation, but you never did. <laughs> no, just no. Don't,
3: don't, don't try to give me that club sort of story <laughs>
0: all right wait joelle is letting us know uh club soda is artificially infused with carbon and mineral salts similarly seltzer is artificially carbonated but generally does not contain any added minerals sparkling mineral water on the other hand is naturally carbonated from a spring or a well how is something naturally carbonated i don't know dude it, carbon I gets mean, into it i don't know i guess well I that that was a very thorough explanation but i still don't
1: understand it I feel like you custom cut and pasted that, though, from... from well, she didn't uh, just freehand type <laughs> that. She just got it off the web.
3: <laughs> you know, speaking of places that don't have things, uh, we're in some backwoods place touring with a show, and we stopped at kind of a, a Dairy Queen type of thing, but sort of in the middle of a forest for some reason.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and one of the girls with us, she's going to get a cheeseburger. She says, what kind of cheese do you have? I think this is somewhere in Michigan. And the person literally goes, cheese. <laughs> it's square, it's orange, and it's flat. <laughs> and that person went home and told her family, you wouldn't believe what this girl asked me today. <laughs> what kind of cheese?
1: It's it's
3: cheese.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So um, yeah. all right, Neil.
0: I was gonna do it. Are you gonna gotta, go into the Neil uh, thing? No, you go. You do it. You do it.
1: You do it. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was just it. gonna. Be, I was go just ahead. gonna be like. I was just gonna say this, Neil. You're one of the few people in the history of television. There's like a handful of people that went from a show that ran for eight years to a show that ran for eleven years. What did the middle no, to eleven? Nine to to a nine year. Seventeen uh, years. Seventeen years straight on television, man, yeah, I know and that's then
0: actually, crazy. and then actually Neil, you went on to another show uh, right away, right, so you did eight, and then that one didn't last right, but you did eighteen years in a row on t v
3: yeah, yes, that, that might be a record
0: you've got to be on a very short list
3: it has to be, maybe so, but if there whatever the list is, however long it is, I am the least famous person on it <laughs> <laughs> that's not true I, I sure. disagree <laughs> I disagree <laughs> um. No, that's true. But it's just, you know, I was trying for a long time before Scrubs came along and then I finally, the door opened, you know, and I got let into the party and, uh, luckily enough, I just stayed.
0: Now tell us, Neil, that's a good segue into, cause whenever we have uh, the cast members on, we try and we've all sort of told our stories of, of, uh, how we got on the show. And Bill's told a really funny story about you and which I'll let you tell, or your version of it. Cause he was talking <laughs> about how you initially read for Cox and, um, and then when he said you wanted to be the janitor you said something like but I'll still have a stethoscope right <laughs> or something like
3: that <laughs> Yeah well uh, Bill tends to embellish his story Oh over, really? Yeah, we well, you know that. <laughs> we know that. Over I, time. I know. If you've, heard, of Bill,
0: that... if you, if you've heard a Bill if you've heard story uh, like uh, at the beginning and then what it's like in 2 years it's it's like the ultimate game of telephone it's become something exaggerated. But
3: Yes, and I thought before what kind of person just takes his story and changes it improves it <laughs> possibly a comedy writer <laughs> <laughs> it kind of makes sense
0: but neil what was going on for you before like what were you up to before scrubs and then how did you come to be
3: on scrubs
1: well i can i just say you yeah. had done a bunch of movies though in chicago and stuff like that like, oh what, small
3: parts small yeah, nothing of any significance
1: but the baseball movie that you did you were uh, one of the key players in that in in that movie uh rookie of the year was that, that... is correct right right
3: and uh, yeah, I had a small outfield. part in major league as well. I was doing right baseball movies only. <laughs> you know, I went in to not even read, but years ago, whenever they would have made eight men out, I uh, somehow got a chance to be one of the baseball players. And I went in and she said, so do you play baseball? I said, yeah. She said, uh, do you really? You know, like she pushed me. I said, well, it's not like I could have been a pro, you know. And I saw her face fall. Like, eh, she lost interest immediately. <laughs> I'm 25 years old. If I could have been a pro, I'd be a pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I see the movie, and there's the baseball players. They're playing catch. Yeah. it's all That's they do it. in the movie, throwing <laughs> a ball back and forth. Oh, we, we only got pros for this, you know. <laughs> oh, anyway. So I wasn't in that baseball movie, but yeah. you know, I was just doing, doing little, little parts of uh, what you can get. I was starting to get guest star on things a little bit and um uh and then this came up i actually feel like i've told this story before is it okay to repeat yourself yes
0: yes, there, man. yes. Our, our our fans uh might not know it and i'm sure they'll love the story
3: okay i was uh, doing guest stars on, on on things and um whereas the first half of my career i'd been kind of a straight actor kind of a, a drama leaning mm-hmm. uh, i drifted over into the comedy side and thank goodness i did because that's where things opened up i had done an episode of. Drew Carey and Krista Miller was on that show.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, shortly afterwards, friends of mine said that they're going out to dinner with Chris Miller and her new husband, who turns out it was Bill Lawrence. And I said, years ago, I met a Bill Lawrence. We played on the same basketball team out here right before I left and went back to Chicago. And uh, it was the same guy. Wow. And so we, you know, I went to their house for drinks or whatever. And then within a month or two, he had this show that he had created, and so I got called in. And I said, thanks for calling me in. And he said, I didn't, I didn't give him your name. Because uh, the same people that directed uh, Drew Carey, I think, cast Scrubs. Okay. Anyways, so then I read Dr. Cox, and he said, that was good. You're not going to get this part. I already know who I'm going to give it to. I said, oh, well, that's you know, fair enough. And he says, but you want to read this? And he hands me two pages. And it's the scene with the janitor and, and, and J.D. at the door. And he goes, good. You want to do that? I said, sure. You know, it's a job. as a job. That's all I've been doing. It's 500 bucks or whatever yeah. it is for the, yeah. the day. <laughs> and, um, and then um, wh- I think what was significant is between doing the pilot, and that's all I was promised. The janitor wasn't yeah. going to do anything else. Uh, Bill came to and saw an improv show that I did. And he enjoyed it. And learned, I don't know, but I could think on my feet, or yeah. whatever. And I think this made all the difference. That probably the first scene of the next episode when the show got picked up, we rehearsed it. He goes, "Yeah, good." And then if you think of something else, just throw it in. You know, yeah, do it. Do do a take like that, or we would goof around in rehearsal. And we would say, "Good, keep that." Yeah. Remember?
6: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And so that, uh, for me, considering it was a pretty small part, that was. Uh, that made all the difference if I got to have such latitude.
0: what was amazing for for me watching you was bill's respect for how understandably for how funny you uh, were because you know with everyone else uh he would you know the rule on scrubs was kind of like okay you know make sure you get it as written and then if you guys have time you can you can mess around a little bit and 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 and, and you know and 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 we all did that we all would would come up with stuff but with neil bill would just be like all right neil you can make something funnier than this. So what do you, what do you want to say? And, 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 and invariably Neil would just come out and sometimes they were long and like, and, and Bill would put them in, but they were, I mean, Neil, I, you know, all my stuff was with you, uh, the first season. And I just, I don't think I ever laughed. All my so hard. stuff was with you. Sorry. That's what I meant to say. I was just, I'd never really worked with anyone like that. I'd never worked. I mean, I was so blown away by you because I had never, I mean, it was my first big job, obviously, but even in my other stuff I had done. I had never worked with someone who could think so quickly on their feet and would just be adding stuff that was, with all due respect to Bill, even funnier than what was written on the page.
3: And Bill said, if it's funnier than what I wrote, that's fine. People will think I wrote it. Yeah, (laughs) So he was fine with that. Yeah. Um, Well, I appreciate that compliment. And it was a, I think, very rare situation that that unfolded the way it did. And when when that show ended and it went on to the middle, I said, Well, this is great. The only the only bad part will be if they're sticklers about the script, because I'm not used to that. And they were sticklers about the oh. script. <laughs> oh. And I had a lot more to say.
0: Oh man. Right. That must have been so frustrating for you because I mean I just can't. One thing about Bill, we always joke about his ego and how competitive he is, but he really always, he was very open to people contributing. That's not to say, you know, he was the the editor ultimately, and he would decide what was in and what wasn't. And and sometimes we thought stuff was hilarious and he wouldn't use it. But he was very open to everybody collaborating. And then it's like Neil said, he goes on to a, another show and they're like, great, we just want you to say exactly what's written. And you can't, I, you know, if I I hear that story and I go, what were you th- thinking i mean you you contributed so much to uh, the humor of scrubs i just can't believe it's like not letting a racehorse run
3: <laughs> well you know the difference if it's a racehorse is running around and someone says okay i can see that you're very fast this is a farm we need you to pull that plow <laughs> you know, the running gets up, the difference is the tone of the show Right. Ours, you know, Scrubs, even though it had its nice, uh, uh, you know, it could turn on a dime and be heartfelt and sincere in that. Other than that, much of it, it wasn't very grounded. It was, well, all the fantasies and all that stuff. I mean, it yeah. was very, and then and the janitor could have turned out to be a Martian and it would have. <laughs> okay, sure, <laughs> I guess, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I was playing a family man in Indiana. You, you can't just say crazy things. Right. Right. <laughs>
0: Right. right, where where and one of your specialties was just. I remember that Bill told the story about you uh, getting in one thing you improv that he kept all in about getting into a fight with a with a chicken. Do you remember that?
3: Yeah, it was a duck, I think. And a duck, for a duck. For some reason, yeah. I think. I, I feel like that was written, or partly written, or mostly written. And I might have gone off a little bit, but uh, I think
0: I think the start of it may have been. But as I recall, you as you did so many times, hilariously. Would just go off with it, and so you know, a lot of times we'd be like, "This is hilarious." I don't know if Bill's gonna put this in the show or not, but on set right. we're all fucking cracking up, and then and then it, almost invariably you'd see the episode cut together, and it would be in there. <laughs> I remember one of the, my favorite. I mean, you and I had some. I mean, I, I'm not just saying this because you're here, man. I, I genuinely think, and no offense, Donald, I love you to death, but I I genuinely think you you've probably made me laugh harder than anyone else on earth.
3: Well, wow, okay then.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I I remember I remember an episode. And they wound up changing the episode, but the storyline between the two of you was about a piece of fruit and that you had never tried before, that, that the janitor had never tried before. Okay. And and the whole storyline was you finally getting this fruit at the end of the show and tasting the fruit. and And I don't remember where it went after that, but I just remember you doing a bunch of really funny things about fruit and then they changed it to like a scooter or some shit like that i don't know what it was
3: oh you know Do you what? remember this this reminds me yesterday because uh zach sent me a episode of this thing to to listen to with john mcginley yeah and it came up what episode wasn't the janitor in yes yeah
6: was
1: that Th- the episode it.
3: it's called that My is Two it cups yes and i think i because there was an outtake of me wiping out on a scooter yes coming in the front door of the hospital but that had never aired because i w- i was that was the first season and i was edited out of it and that's the only time that happened
1: oh. that i knew it i knew, wow, it. I Donald, knew, it. I like, knew it i knew it i knew it. Donald, who has the worst memory in
0: the world remembered something
1: because it, i thought the i thought the story was so funny the fruit story was so funny and it was like a peach or a plum and you kept true. improvising different fruits when you were telling that story i i have and i still have no memory whatsoever
3: of a fruit and a plot line about fruit. (laughs)
6: Because
3: I wasn't in it, so I blocked it out of my memory uh, in spite.
6: Uh,
0: Neil, one of my favorite I have two favorite uh, moments that always come to mind when I think of laughing with you. The first is um, in the Wizard of Oz episode when you and I uh, did this whole long riff about about seeing a manatee underneath the hospital. Yes. And then you said, um, I said, is there some sort of underground canal system or something? I think I, I, think I saw a manatee. And you said, was his name Julian? <laughs> and, and, and then I said, um, I don't know, we, we didn't exchange pleasantries. And you go,
3: that's Julian. Julian. <laughs> Good. I feel like it was the writers though. I don't no, remember. no, no. You made that, that up?
0: That was all me and you just being silly. Again, it was one of those things where we were like, I don't think this is ever going to be in the show, but we were just right. cracking each other up about, a, the, there's a manatee under the hospital and has a name, and you,
3: you're familiar with his, his social <laughs> behavior. This uh, is what I'm talking about, about being able to wing it. Yeah. I, I couldn't have thrown that in on the middle. I was oh working on Corey, Mike. It was good. There's a man that lives underground. <laughs> <laughs> and the I other, bet I know the other one that you... Yeah, you do. Go ahead. Like, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's this. It's my
0: wife's... Yeah, toe
1: finger, thumb finger. <laughs> <laughs> if,
3: you, uh, thumb if, you,
0: if you guys want to watch on the, on the Scrubs gag reel, blooper reel that you can find on YouTube. I forgot what season it is. But Neil, the janitor's uh, wife had made me Scrubs short shorts. And um, and he's like, look, I, I really want you to wear these to work, and I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a doctor, I, I can't wear short shorts to work.
3: All it was is a pair of scrubs cut off really high. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, so high, like my balls
0: would have hung out of them. Yeah. And then Neil goes, the good Lord didn't bless my wife with all ten fingers; she only has pointer on one hand and thumb pinky on the other, <laughs> meaning that 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 uh it had been really hard for her to make these short shorts and i was disrespecting her if if i didn't wear them anyway i just couldn't make it through i could not make it through with with neil going pointer and thumb pinky
3: (laughs) that's by the way a wife that probably doesn't exist
1: no yeah she didn't she didn't exist because you get married at the end of the at the end of the series that's
3: true
0: that's true and neil you know neil we've been joking this first season it's down like you know we haven't seen these in in 20 years um and as i'm sure you haven't and, and you know, Bill. You know, one of the Bill-isms that he always says is, "You know, I, I was debating season one if the janitor was just going to be a figment of JD's imagination." Well, right. every episode we go through, for the most part, we see little moments where the janitor does interact with other people, and right. uh, and every time we bring it up to Bill, we're like, "So, yeah, you're holding on to that, but you know, uh, you know, in this episode, the janitor, uh, you know, for, for example, in this one, he he offers two baseball tickets." Sorry, Franklin Godbetter, who is, our, who is one of our assistant directors, is playing the, uh, the, 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 the actor who sees uh, Neil with the two tickets and says, I'll go. And, and Neil's like, not you. And it's like another example of like, okay, well, then other people see
3: the, the janitor, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I watched that yesterday. That, that was a moment that was added to the script. That wasn't in there. Yeah. The, uh, the not you part for Franklin.
1: I think that might be the only, one of the only times. I mean, you might. Now he dressed up like the bunny. Remember, Franklin dressed up like a bunny.
0: No, I'm not. I'm not saying that Franklin was not in the show more. I'm saying where it's a really funny moment where Neil goes. Uh, what, what do you want to? Uh, what, what do you want to go to a baseball game and and, and have popcorn and then Gigi walks away like stop messing with me and then he pulls the two tickets out of his shirt. He's like, that's this the, last, the last, time last time I reach out.
6: <laughs> and, I, and I was laughing
0: out loud going, do you think that's the only time in, in Scrubs history that the janitor ever like, made a genuine uh, uh, appeal to JD, to, to, well, to you, bury the hatchet? You know or? what?
3: If the, I, Watching that, I thought, I'm, I don't think I played that right because I said it very sarcastically. So, of course, you walked away. You know, what do you want to do? Go to a baseball game and we get up? I probably should have said, well, would you like to go to a baseball game with me? And we can share popcorn. I mean, it's (laughs) something that sounds a little more sincere. Right. But JD had to,
0: you know, it had to be on the line because JD had to be like, stop fucking
3: with me, roll his eyes and walk away. Right. Or maybe the janitor just has no skill at (laughs) offering an invitation. They all come out very sarcastic. Very
1: sarcastic, right.
3: (laughs) Would you like to come to a party with me? (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Would you marry me, please? <laughs> <laughs> so what
0: was the troupe that you were uh, doing improv with, uh, Neil, that, that Bill saw you early in the early days?
3: We were called Beer Shark Mice, and it was at the uh, I.O. West, which no longer exists, a theater. But we must have done it for, as it turns out, 15, 18 years, something like that. It was crazy. Wow. We threw out the names real quick. Pete Holney, Dave Keckner. Pat Finn, Mike Coleman, Paul Valancourt. I hope I didn't forget anybody. Um, When I first moved out here, removed out here after five years in Chicago, uh, we had been doing it at a theater in Chicago, not the same group, but all those individuals Mm -hmm. with different. And um, he only put, he's put a group together out here when Sharon, who owns it, opened up a branch out here. We all had a virtually nothing to do. Nobody's career was rolling, and so that's what uh, that's what we did all the time. That was maybe in 98, 99.
0: And what was that? Was there a specific game or that you guys would play, or or structure of your improv? Uh, n-
3: n- no, not really. There, but we didn't do games. That's it, a different uh, approach. It was um, there's something called a herald that is a long form. We would get out there, take a suggestion, go for a half hour. Yeah, And uh, uh, we didn't do that, but it was along those lines. we just take a suggestion, and then the audience is done. Participating.
0: <laughs> that's that's you know, amazing.
3: You just roll for a half hour. It was a good group, and it, it was, it's not necessarily dead now, but um, it was great fun and, and a great thing to do, and I enjoyed doing it. And then after a while, sometimes they still want to do, do a show, and I say, you know... I'm closing in on 60 years old. I don't think... I was 25. I wasn't interested in seeing 60-year-olds entertain me <laughs> in any way. You know? Oh,
0: I have no doubt that you would uh, sell out, man. People, people love uh, seeing you. And you were so good at it. I mean, I remember thinking that when we were doing Scrubs, that, that just cracking up at the stuff you would come up with and going, I, I, I would love to go see one of your improv shows. I mean, when yeah, we I were, may have gone once. Was Mike yeah, when Schwartz we were do-
1: involved or no?
0: No, I just, um, uh, Maybe he
1: came with when us. When we were doing... Like- yeah, when yeah. we were doing Scrubs, were you doing the show too? Were yeah. you doing the improv show? Yeah. Okay, it was Saturday, I feel like I Saturday came night. once. I feel like I must have come once. Maybe I don't that's think why you I'm did
3: because a... I uh, I didn't uh, you know feel yeah, strongly about this, but people had heard that this was going on, and it went on for all the years of, of Scrubs, and so people would often I don't know if they are just striking up a conversation or, or or being you know they really meant it. When, when did you do that show? Years? What what time? And it became, like, for the, literally, like, for the 50th time, I'm saying to somebody, Saturday night, 8 o'clock, I.O. Theater. And as far as I recall, no one ever came. So I got tired I remember, of being asked, you know what I mean? And I didn't, even, right. I don't need anybody to come, but the, 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 the house is full.
1: Maybe I saw a video or something. I, I saw, yeah, that's what we did. We saw a video. Bill showed us a video. Maybe
0: that's what it was. Bill was uh, sort um, of, sh- was showing us a video of, of you. and Because uh, I feel, like I have a, somewhere in my brain, I remember really? seeing a piece of it. yeah.
1: yeah. And there was you oh. and somebody on stage, and it was like uh, where you were a, a, a drill—not a drill sergeant, but something like that. Where you were in the army, and I, I just remember it a long time. It was—it was. You remember so- that improv from twenty years ago, right? right. <laughs> yeah. Remember, yeah. Right. <laughs>
3: That's uh, no one ever. Maybe it's possible, but pretty much you never remember a scene you did. Someone will say, "I saw you guys improvise Once you were firemen, and you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't." no memory of that
0: um shall we get into the show so neil what we do Let's is do we, we just kind of talk through the episode and and point out things that that made us laugh or 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 just any thoughts we have but we okay. should probably take a break right joel all we'll right go to break neil this we'll is a real right show
3: we have commercials and shit i know i heard i'm very impressed
0: yes no joking around when it comes to uh being real right donald i mean no this is, this is the real deal this is like a real radio show
1: well, I mean a real podcast. A real show, podcast, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's how you wanna look. All right, at tell it, the
0: but... people we'll be right back, Donald. You already did. Okay, we'll be right back.
1: Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash?
0: Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Kind is calling all flavor chasers. Hey, it's Zach here, and Kind has six new flavors
1: for whatever you crave. Is it something sweet? Try the new seeds, fruit and nuts bars, with flavors like dark chocolate, raspberry, and pumpkin seed. They're made with sweet raspberries and cranberries. And the number one ingredient, seeds.
0: And for something savory, Kind has you covered. Try their roasted nuts and jalapeno bars. Or grab the rosemary nuts and sea salt bars. Savory snacking has never been this delicious. I know your mouth is watering. I personally love the raspberry. Mmm, Donald. Let me tell you, I could eat 10 of those a day.
1: Oh, really? rosemary's mine all six new bars are gluten free and have at least five grams of protein
0: kind always leads with nutrient-dense ingredients like nuts explore all the new flavors waiting for you like strawberry sunflower seed orange cranberry pumpkin seed and paprika nuts and mesquite smoked sea salt this
1: is the bar
0: for people who love real food
1: try all the new flavors of kind seeds fruit and nuts bars and kind savory bars Shop on KindSnacks.com today.
7: Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington.
0: Alrighty, righty, we're back. With, we're back! Uh, we're back with Neil Flynn, everybody. The people spoke. They said, Neil Flynn, bring on Neil Flynn, and we got
3: him. Has everybody else been here? Uh, you
0: are... No, Ken has not, not been on Ken the show yet. Not Ken Jenkins,
1: but we've had the other lead cast members. Yeah. We had Judy on. We've had Johnny on. We've had Sarah on. We now have you on. We mm-hmm. had Bill on. We had Krista. Uh, we had you Krista know, on. Speaking
3: of uh, Ken Jenkins... I am just, but you know, when we started the show, he was the old guy.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Without you, know, no offense, but clearly.
0: Yeah.
3: That's how we thought of him, and, and you even more than I, because you're younger than I am. Uh, I'm almost that age.
1: You're almost the age. He I'm was like when months. We started the yes,
3: wow. I'm, I'm months away, and I think Johnny C's a little older than me, so I think he probably is that age yeah
1: wow i haven't seen i haven't seen well the last time i saw him was when we did the uh the uh reunion thing he looked great and he looked amazing yeah yeah i want to get him to
0: come on this We we did some we had some sort of group email about hey do you guys want to do x y or z and and everyone was like sure 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 you know we 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 almost all always say yes because it means we get to all get together and have a drink and make each other laugh and and Ken was like, "I'm moving. I have got a lot going on." <laughs> I and I was like, I, "I I my feelings were. I mean, I know it was not personal, but I was only like Ken. You're, you know, you can you can take a couple hours off from moving and come say hi to us, but
1: nah, I got a lot going nah, on. <laughs> I got shit to do. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like work. I got shit to do.
0: I and, and and it was kind of a curt goodbye. It was like it was like very Kelso. It was like, oh, but good, to hear from you all. <laughs> <laughs> take care.
3: <laughs> I remember that, but I I find it interesting that it was an email." And you've put a voice to it of a grouchy old man. (laughs) I have to move. I I, I have to move. Nice to see you all.
0: (laughs) The funny thing is about like, people always ask you like what people, what people cast members are like. And I said, the most different from his character was Ken Jenkins, because he was the sweetest man you ever met in your whole life. And he was playing this, you know, tough jerk.
3: Yes. And I noticed Uh, that on the episode, uh, that it was early on, obviously the first season and everyone was still, a little bit one-dimensional. I don't want to say that's not exactly true, but Ken was. I'm like, look how mean Ken is being. Yeah. Like yeah. in the pilot when he turned into a demon for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> he was still in that mode. Yeah. Of well, guess what sport? Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. By the end, he was like this kindly, old, dottering man. Yeah. <laughs> Just having a nice drink, muffin.
0: He, yeah, and and also at the bar in the Bahamas, like you know, he he. Be, I think Bill finally like evil one episode early on here we in in season one we showed that back he back in the day he used to write love songs on the guitar to his wife i think what bill was beginning to plant seeds of of him having a softer side but you're right by Mm -hmm. the end of the season by the end of the show he was he was a sweetheart or more of a sweetheart
3: and uh like ted was sort of his best friend wasn't he they were
1: like by the end, partners. by the end of the show, yeah.
3: And in this yeah, one, yeah. he calls him Ned.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> by the way, he's still all these years that we assume that uh, that uh, Ted has been working for him. He still doesn't know his name. He calls him Ned.
3: <laughs> yeah, but that went away. I mean,
1: yeah, they,
3: they, I, they became kind of buddies. Yeah,
1: I found it very crazy. I I thought it was crazy that Ted has been plotting against Kelso. Yeah, for so long. He's hired a hitman. <laughs> he's hired a right. He's like, I know a hitman. Yeah, you and I, we can do it. That and was a really funny him. part
0: of this episode where we have that long, uncomfortable laugh because mm. and, and, he mentions <laughs> that he knows a guy who can end it all.
6: Yeah,
0: and then we have that long, uncomfortable laugh. And then he's like, No, seriously, just one phone call. One phone call. <laughs> so that means had- that Sammy has Sam Ted, Ted has found a uh. He's got a hitman ready to go whenever the
3: time is right. Right,
1: right. He just needs somebody to. He needs somebody to be like, "No, you're right. We should kill this fucker."
3: He just needs it. Yeah, someone second the emotion. Right. It was. I hadn't seen Sam's face since he passed away, and it was uh, uh, nice, but you know, uh, strange yeah. to see Sam.
0: Yeah, man, we've been we've been talking about that on the podcast, and and how. Obviously it's caused me to look even closer at, at his work on the show and just how incredibly fun he was. Uh we recently just watched an episode where he and Judy, I don't know if you remember this one, Neil, or he and Judy um serenade a, a patient and sing this beautiful harmony together and it was so moving. I mean, obviously, um because he passed away, but it just it just really it just really just drove it home how how incredibly uh talented a, a guy he was.
3: Yeah. That was a. Uh his character added a nice, it came in handy, you know, the, the, the yeah. so many shows that um, succeed, I think build a world of supporting characters and that you can go to, or just like probably number one would be the Simpsons. They have like yeah. a poster and there's 200 recognizable characters in that. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, give me 30 years and maybe I could do that too with a TV show. They've, <laughs> they've had a <laughs> right. lot of time to yeah, add yeah, yeah. Uh, right.
6: yeah.
3: characters, but, uh, but scrubs did a good job of that.
0: Yeah, and you know, yeah. Bill Bill always called them his assassins. Those people like, you know, Bob Clendenin or or Matt Winston or or or, uh, mm. or, or Phil Lewis who played Hooch, who Rob became oh, Rob Mascio, who became well, Rob had a bigger part than those guys, but I mean, just being like, you know, think about Phil Lewis who came on and would do I don't know how many episodes he did total, but
1: he's I, directing I now. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's yeah he's he's doing very well as a director. Yeah. I
0: mean, I I don't know if if this happens. To you, Donald. But I'll be walking down the street and people be like, hey, love you on the show. Hooch is crazy. And it's like it's like a little slogan about Phil Lewis, his character. And he must have done like a handful. I mean, that's the amount of influence. Sorry, that's the amount of impact he had on, on fans because they were just like, they loved him so much.
1: Well, remember, it started off as Turner and Hooch where Tom Hanks' brother came on as Turner. And Phil Lewis played Hooch. And they had this whole little adventure that they went on. Together right. as Turner and Hooch in really? the hospital. They got yeah, they yeah. somehow got paired together. One of them was a medical doc, and one of them was a surgeon, and they would tag team a bunch of patients, right? Uh and I it, think was it was a, pl- a you know,
0: elaborate way for the writers to get a Turner and Hooch joke. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. But they got Tom Hanks' brother to play the Turner character, just like in the movie, right? And right. then somehow it turned into this whole story with Phil coming back as this crazy ass doctor, but when it originally happens, the two of them are, you know, he's not crazy or anything like that. <laughs> then it turned into it turned into us joking around like, oh hooch is crazy. Hooch is so crazy. And then by the end of it, it's no that, hooch, is, hooch is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> He is genuinely crazy.
0: People people love that. But no 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 not joking. Hooch is fucking crazy.
3: <laughs> like dangerous. Yeah, yeah. like
0: it, and then and then there was an episode where you put like Someone, was it me or you, put bullion cubes in the shower head?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who were, which one of y'all put bouillon cubes in the shower? <laughs> and we're sitting there trying not to like... And he's like, I, it's I, will, and
0: he's like I will
1: catch you. <laughs> <laughs> him, with the, him with the crack lighter that goes yeah, like, you know, yeah. six feet. That's a anyway. very
0: popular gif I always use. Uh, hooch yeah. with like a, a six-inch lighter flame. Yeah. By the way, but I remember right. a funny thing about the, the Tom Hanks' brother who was on the show. He did the voice for one of the toy story things not not the not the movies but like i don't know if it was like a book or or something yeah, that tom, yeah something that tom hanks couldn't be bothered to do and he he, and he had a similar voice so uh, i so i he would just throw him you know i guess being generous to his brother like here you do some of this stuff and uh and i just remember learning for the first time that that, uh, that you know that he that he did some of the non-movie stuff
1: that's amazing
0: a little trivia for you out there yeah. Just a
1: little trivia. Elliot
0: is into some kinky stuff, right? I mean, I just realized yeah. that this is a runner through the series. The episode opens up with her talking to Scott Foley about uh, being a wanting to be called a bad girl, and they're going to go sh- shopping or or stop by her house for a schoolgirl outfit. And then I just started thinking about all these times in the in the series where Elliot's got some 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 kink. She likes to role play.
1: Yeah, she she likes the dirty stuff. She likes the dirty talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's even one of my lines in the show. Oh, she liked the dirty talk. Oh, really? <laughs> I I in this episode? Sure no, not in this episode. But like later on in the series, I know I say something. And like then that. later
0: on, when she and Foley are making out, she's like, "Say um, intercourse." Like she's got these weird kinks. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 I,
0: <laughs> I, yeah. I remember there was one where I was like an apple thief. I had to be. I was a part of one of their. I don't know if that was a fantasy or if it was real, but they had there asked was one me, where
1: she climbed up on top of me on a on one of the ta- on a surgical table. Yeah, and, that uh, was
3: a fantasy though. That was a fantasy.
1: Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, of course, yeah. Do you remember, remember that <laughs> she,
3: she, she, she was? was she had
1: a um <laughs> a nurse thing on, like a red I mean, cross a, thing. Yeah, the red cross. And they thing had to on.
3: in post, they had to change it to green because no, you don't use the red crosses.
1: Oh, logo. I that's funny. That's a little bit of trivia right there. You can't have you sex
0: go. on a uh, surgical table with the Red Cross album <laughs> on. We, we, we're not going to approve that. But if
1: you got the green one, if it's which, green, is the it's midi- fine. which is the medical marijuana one, it's yeah. all good. It's all good.
6: Yeah.
1: No. <laughs> it's funny.
0: The Green Cross in the UK just means pharmacy or normal pharmacy. And now that you live in, we live in California, for those of you who don't have dispensaries wherever you are, everywhere there's a medical dispensary, recreational or 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 medical, it's the Green Cross. So it's funny when I first moved to, and spent some time in in London. I was like, wow, they have a lot of dispensaries
1: on every corner. <laughs> uh, I laughed out loud at Aloma. Right, bring. Hey, uh, I hope let's make this quick. I got tickets to bring in the noise, bring in the funk, and I don't want to miss the noise. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. Uh,
3: <laughs> Aloma, she had a couple good lines in that episode. Yeah, yeah.
1: she really I does. Mean, she, she really does nail it every time though. Like you you you're absolutely right about the cast of characters that came after the core seven. You know what I mean? It's like everyone always seemed to nail their jokes, you know what I mean? And and, and it's it's a I don't know if Bill had a thing where it's like if you didn't nail the jokes, you didn't come back, but Well know, of course seems- that is
0: kind of the thing. If you're not funny, you're not coming back.
1: I would love to know the people that he had oh, high hopes wanna, for. we
0: don't want to. We don't want out well, anybody, well, I'm not going to put.
1: I this is a conversation to have with we're him. Not, no at, one's at listening. Another, <laughs> right. <laughs> at, at another time, but I would. No, but I'd I mean, you can know. know
0: in your head there were there were people that that could have easily. What happened with Neil is is the ultimate example. Neil Neil was in the pilot, and Bill was like, "I'm making this guy a series regular," whereas right. whereas there's people who who did one or two, and he's like, "All right, well, it was nice meeting you." <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> What about you skipped something and I wanted to talk to you about it when when Judy uh, touches your belly and goes boink and who she goes who's your new friend
1: I didn't I didn't I didn't want to that Oh you wanted to skip that I didn't want to skip it but you know I when I when I was watching the show I was like and this is where my eating habits changed you know what I mean like <laughs> But do you, but is- I have a question because
0: I think it's just a story point because when they cut to you later running with Johnny C and you're in the gym you look fit as hell So this
1: didn't come out of the writers being like, ooh, Donald's gained a few, did it? Listen. It didn't look like you had. Listen. Back then, I was 175 pounds when we started the show, right? Right. I got up to 190 pounds, and everybody, I could feel the, you know, where my clothes didn't fit the same and everything like that. Season one, this this happened? Yeah, around season one. you, You know, you get comfortable when you're working and stuff like that. And I remember thinking, you know, wow, I guess I look big on camera now and you know, I I remember dieting and doing all of these things, right? And at one point I you know, I I I guess I I gained some weight. But this was this became a issue for me as time went on where I didn't think about weight up until scrubs. Oh. Like I didn't give a shit about how I looked or how I was perceived. I didn't, you know, I just I ate what I wanted to and you know, I I worked out a shit ton, but then all of a sudden it became, okay, no, you have to work to maintain this weight for the show, or it's going to be in the script. And people are gonna <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, you know? so did anyone
0: ever say anything to you, like, you need to lose weight?
1: No, but I once heard, and I, I'm going to call Sarah out on this, but I once heard Sarah, you know, while we were filming, talking to a bunch of people like, yo, somebody hit me up on a chat line and was like, yo, is Donald Faison on the Krispy Kreme diet? And I was like, yo! <laughs> and I remember being like, yeah, I am on a Krispy Kreme diet, but who gives a shit, dude? Why it's funny because care? the
0: story of Turk in the show is that doctors get so busy. They don't have time to exercise. They're, they, they're stress eating. And it's kind of what happened to you as an actor on the show. We had crazy hours. There's a giant craft service table with donuts. And, uh, you know. And I love,
1: of, first of all, I love donuts. Let's let's keep it 100. Like, is that your favorite my, thing? For my birthday, my wife bought me a donut machine, dude. You'd think I'm fucking bullshitting. <laughs> she went on Amazon and got me a commercial-grade donut-making machine, dude. And is that I found the one that it, just,
0: they go down like
1: the little... <laughs> just like a Krispy Kreme. And I, and, and I was like, you got that shit? And she was like, yeah. I was like, we got to look at the dimensions on how big this thing is. This shit's like 56 inches. Like, it's like a six-foot... Whatever six feet is, it's like a six foot long track and it makes donut. It doesn't make like one donut at a time. It makes like seven, it makes a dozen donuts at a fucking time, dude. And I'm like, holy shit. I even said to her, I was like, babe, is there a way that we can return this? And she was like, yeah, but it has to get here first. Now I know me, once it gets here, I'm going to make donuts on that thing, man. Wait,
0: this is recently, it
1: hasn't come yet? It hasn't come yet. Oh my god. The way it happened was because I'm going through Amazon and you know how once you once you buy something on Amazon, it hits you with if you like this, if you since you bought this, you you know you might right. like this. Right. And I was like, hold up, why are all these donut machines showing up? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not gonna help your diet, bro, if you have a donut machine in your house. I've I've come up with a I've come up with an idea on what I want to do with this with said donut machine. What? I am going to Make Donnie's donuts, okay and I'm gonna sell donuts to the masses i'm gonna okay. I'll sell about you know it makes like a dozen donuts at a time. I'll sell I don't know maybe five dozen donuts a day
0: okay out of the out and of to, your front door.
1: Not out of the front door. I'll do it on sets or something like that where I'll, you know, where I'll, you know, if you have a- And you're not going to craft- give it
0: to charity. You're just going to pocket that money, right? This is your side Fuck hustle. Fuck
1: yeah, man. <laughs> I got to pay for that donut machine. That shit costs a lot of money. <laughs> I know my wife bought it for me, but you know it comes out of my motherfucking you, pocket you now, know don't what's
0: you? funny? I never realized it until now is like when you have a joint bank account with your wife and, 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 or your partner or whatever, and they give you like a really expensive present- is part of you like, uh <laughs> yeah, thank dude. you, but what
1: the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure my wife thinks that way too. Like, how much the first thing she says every time I buy something, how much did it cost? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Don't you worry about it. I I've looked, wait. I got I had the opportunity to see how much the donut machine cost I because it was on my Ham- Amazon account.
0: I can't wait to see the
1: commercial donut machine in your house. When this is all said and done, I invite you all over. Come over, I'll make donuts for you. All
0: right. Well, I didn't realize it was a sore spot for you, and uh, so. But anyway, uh, it was written in the script that Turk has gained some pounds.
1: Yeah. Well, it turns out that Turk gets diabetes too because of his eating habits, and you know, oh. part of me, th- like yeah, like uh, is that later? Me- yeah, <laughs> later on, Turk okay. gets diabetes. Literally. <laughs> the episode, uh, <laughs> my diabetes. <laughs> my diabetes. Um, but I remember thinking, you know. Your real life would somehow wind, like I don't have diabetes, but your real life would somehow wind its way up into the script. You know what I mean? And I remember I started, I was losing my hair at a very young age. And Bill wrote into the script, the reason why Turk doesn't grow his hair out is because it's patchy. And I remember being (laughs) like, oh, hold on now.
0: I just noticed that
3: you have hair on your head.
0: Yeah. I have a you, shit ton you, of hair. You Not your so head. much
1: in the front. Not so much on the front, but like on the sides. He just like has I'm... a
0: big, a big receding hairline, but it looks good. Anyway. I like the way it looks. By the way, you just made me think you could do a mohawk, which would be cool.
1: It would be like really thin in the front, and then it would get really thick in the back, though, which All right. is not All right. really the All dopest right. mohawk on the planet. Right. But anyway, I remember being I remember him doing that and being like, wait, hold on a second. Bill thinks I can't grow hair? <laughs> and I, and I legit. So there's like a, there's like six episodes where Turk has a full head of hair, just because I was like, there's no way I'm gonna let anybody think right. that I can't grow no. Like it became personal at some points, and this was one of those moments with the donut where it was like, when I was watching, I was like, and this, that I think this is where it all went down, where I started to realize, oh, I have to be in a certain shape for things. I have to look a certain way because before that, I didn't care about it, and I was still working. Right.
0: Well, don't you feel that way now, though, still when you when you get jobs that like when you did when you were on emergence for a year, did you feel like
1: that you wanted to be in in good shape for the camera? No, I just wanted to look fresh in the face for camera like these are things that I've like I've learned that my drinking habits and my uh, marijuana habits have made it so that, you know, if I don't take time off from it. You can see it in my face. You know what I mean. Yeah. I look at pictures at, at at us when we were kids, and we, we and when we would go to the parties and everything like that, and we drink at the parties. And you could literally see in our faces and pictures. Yeah. Those guys are fucking wasted. Yeah. And as I've gotten older, that's lasted much longer than it. You know what I mean? If I drink on Tuesday, you know I gotta wait until like Friday until it's all gone out of my. Out of my face, or I have mm-hmm. you know real big bags under my eyes, and same thing with smoking. So when I went and did emergence, I cut out all booze and alcohol for a sh- for a- for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, booze and uh, marijuana for a long period of time. And I don't know, know right, what emergence is. This-
3: What's emergence? No one did. No one did. No one
1: one watched it. It didn't emerge. It did. It didn't emerge the way the way I wanted it to. You know,
0: Neil. Both Donald and I, uh, as you know, because you helped me with some press, which I really appreciate. As you know, Donald and I both uh, had ABC shows, um, and unlike the Middle, uh, they both uh,
1: completely bombed. Yeah, they didn't make it. (laughs) Was the Middle was an ABC show, right? Yeah. 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 Was it ABC Studios also? Morning Brothers. Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers for ABC. Wow, yeah, we were ABC for NBC originally, and NBC was like, "No, we're gonna pass on it," and ABC was like, "Oh well, we'll pick it up," and we went a full season. And uh, are you still sad about it? How are you feeling about it? I'm fine. I, you know, I how long? How long? Like, how long do
0: you pout about something like that? Well, like I have bad news. I, I, I I think I pout for like a few days, and I'm like, "All right, fuck it."
1: Yeah, I didn't pout that long about this one. I loved the show, and I loved the cast members, and I loved working with everyone. Uh, but it was in Jersey. And not, oh, that yeah. I have some, not that I have something wrong with Jersey, but coming out of a pandemic and going back to work in New Jersey and well, leaving my kids. Well, don't
0: say it kids, like that. On behalf of the Garden State, I, I think the, the point is that you didn't want to be separated from your family. It wasn't that, that it was like if Jersey. You let me,
1: if, you, if you would let me finish, coming out of a pandemic and going back to Jersey which I'd, I had a great time in Jersey, and I love Jersey. Yes, but we going know you like Jersey leave, City. And leaving my kids back in Los Angeles again, it would fuck them up, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 I understand that.
3: Right. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't want to uh, do a show in another state. Uh, yeah. Maybe the time will come, but I think, yeah. nah, I don't even you know, want I to agree. drive to I... Fox.
0: I, yeah. I I agree, Neil. I, I I wouldn't I would do a film, obviously, anywhere, but I wouldn't sign on. I don't think, and I mean, I'll mark, I'll mark my words. I'm sure I'll, uh, there'll be an occasion where I might change my mind. But right now, I think and to commit long term to something, it would be New York or LA, where where I'm based and I have, you know, and I'm I'm unlike Donald. I don't have like uh, kids yet, um, but I'm still in a place where I don't I don't want to go move to to Stade.
6: <laughs> where
0: I, I always choose Stad as my random city it's, it's a, I believe it's a ski
1: town in Switzerland it's straight out of coming uh, uh, trading places, trading places. Where, where Dan Aykroyd's at the pawn shop trying to sell the watch and the dude's like fifty bucks. He's like fifty bucks. No, this is a such and such. It tells time in New York, London, L.A., and Stad. <laughs> I think it's like the Aspen
0: of the Alps. It's like a fancy ski town. Which, by, by the way, was a horrible example for my story because I, I should have picked a place no one wants to live. Maybe I would like to live in the Aspen of the Alps. Right, we're gonna take a quick break, and then Neil, we take a guest with the show who's gonna have an awesome question for one of us.
1: I'll bet. Oh, with and mm-hmm.
0: Reboot your credit card with Apple Card, the only credit card designed for iPhone. It gives you up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase.
1: Plus, Apple Card has no fees. Not even hidden ones. Apply for Apple Card now in the Wallet app on iPhone.
0: Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Variable APRs for Apple Card range from 19.24% to 29.49% based on credit worthiness. Rates as of February 1, 2024. Terms and more at AppleCard.com. Kind is calling all flavor chasers. Hey, it's Zach here, and Kind has six new flavors for whatever you crave.
1: Is it something sweet? Try the new Seeds Fruit and Nuts bars with flavors like dark chocolate, raspberry, and pumpkin seed. They're made with sweet raspberries and cranberries. And the number one ingredient, seeds.
0: And for something savory, Kind has you covered. Try their Roasted Nuts and Jalapeno bars. Or grab the Rosemary Nuts and Sea Salt bars. Savory snacking has never been this delicious. I know your mouth is watering. I personally love the Raspberry. Mm Mm-mm, Donald, let me tell you, I could eat 10 of those a day.
1: Oh, really? Rosemary's mine. All six new bars are gluten-free and have at least five grams of protein.
0: Kind always leads with nutrient-dense ingredients like nuts. Explore all the new flavors waiting for you, like strawberry sunflower seed, orange cranberry pumpkin seed, and paprika nuts and mesquite smoked sea salt. This is the bar for people who love real food.
1: Try all the new flavors of Kind Seeds, Fruit and Nuts Bars, and Kind Savory Bars. Shop on Amazon today.
3: I like that theme by the way it's very churchy yeah
1: yes <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. We told speaking them. of churchy dude do you remember the church episode where we did it in the hospital cafeteria and you had the freaking uh straw hat what was it what kind of hat is that where it's like a straw hat like a, and you were skimmer, clapping. Maybe? <laughs> yeah.
3: really yeah. going along with it yeah.
0: yeah i think you had a neil i think you had a tambourine as i recall that could be <laughs>
1: golly Samuel Center is in the house. Uh, that's
0: Samuel Center. Uh, Joelle, do you have any special introduction you want to make of Samuel Center, or should we just start talking to Samuel Center?
5: Just get right on into it.
0: Hi, hello, Samuel. Samuel.
1: Oh, beautiful voice. people. This is crazy. How Hi are you? Samuel. It is crazy. You Welcome. are a professional, dude. You came with the mic popping thing. Donald needs mic- one
0: of those because he spits everywhere. So um, I have a
1: spit problem.
0: Yeah, Dan, can you get? Uh, Samuel has. For those of you listening, has. One of those very fancy uh, circle things you put in front of a mic. And uh, and Donald needs one of those, Dan. I have one.
1: I
3: have one.
0: No. Well, we need it. We need it now.
3: It's probably called the spit guard or a
0: yes, spit, spit shield. You know, when I first saw the spit guard was in the We Are The World uh, music video. <laughs> and that's where I also saw that you were supposed to hold your headphones like this over one
3: ear.
1: When so you're you singing. Could, so you can hear.
3: It. Yeah. to so hear the harmonies.
1: When you're down and out.
3: That's and probably if uh, you all. If you care. If you think you look better without headphones on your head, I think that's how you hold the headphones.
1: Right. Yes, Mike, that's Mike true. didn't want to mess up
0: the freaking you're jerry right. curls, so you're he held right. it to the you're side. You're right, Neil. All the people that knew they were shooting a video were like, you know what? When you're down <laughs> exactly. and out, and you're feeling the home at home. <laughs> but if you just believe, that we should do a Donald, we should do an episode of this where we recreate the, the video, um, and we each take turns playing different characters in the song.
1: Yeah, sure, man. I, I fucking did that as a kid. I used to do that as a kid. I could do it as an adult I too. Used to, I <laughs> used to
0: love that. I would watch that over and over and over again. Anyway, sorry, Samuel. Where are you coming from? Samuel
1: Center. Okay,
0: where are you? It's Oprah. Where are you calling from, Samuel?
4: <laughs> I'm calling from a small town called Cloquet in Minnesota. Nice. Cloquet, Minnesota. Okay, Oprah, we got it. We got the far it. It. north.
0: Welcome. You have Neil Flynn with us today, and uh, that's Donald doing his best, Oprah. And, uh, and do you have a question for us, Of anything? Ask us anything.
4: Ask you anything. Ask what happens anything. when we die? <laughs> oh, oh wow. wow. No, I'm hey. just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't do well, Samuel, that. Would, you thank you, anything. Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Samuel. Everybody, else. Yeah,
0: Can you play the, uh, the, uh, the, the music that drives it off? No. Go ahead, Samuel. You got a real question. Go
4: ahead. I do. I have a real question for you. Uh, first of all, thank you for all of the years of entertainment. This is such a thrill to meet you guys. Uh, no, it's incredible. Thank you. So in, in terms of entertainment, you guys have been there for, you've been in the business for so long and just seeing how things change. And it feels like people's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. And, uh, Mr. Flynn, uh, such a improv comedy genius and, uh, Zach, you're a writer and, uh, Mr. Faison, you just kind of embody what cool is to me. And you've been doing, I mean, since clueless, man, my sister was big into clueless and I can't tell you how much I look up to you. And have tried to, Emulate some of the style that you have uh.
1: accepted and received. Accepted <laughs> and received. Thank you.
4: But but as things have changed and people's attention spans have gotten shorter, how do you feel yourselves adapting as entertainers, writers, and and improv comedy people? Do you feel like you've had to shift the way you approach things, or do you feel like you've kept it the same to just stay true to your art, or how does that uh, feel on your end?
0: That's a good question. You know, they just came out with this service that, I, I, as I understand it, isn't isn't doing as well as anyone hoped. Called Quibi, which is basically like ten minute episodes you can watch on your phone. Which I would have thought would would do well because people are commuting and they're sitting in a doctor's office and, and for all I know it will it will do well one day but that, that I was thinking of, of of that service when you when you said that the biggest thing I notice is that whenever I do anything if it's a TV show if it's a film if it's a music video if it's a documentary everyone writes me on on uh, Instagram when's that gonna be on Netflix? It's as though it's like the only thing most people watch anymore so that's always on my mind when i'm going out and i'm pitching a new idea i'm always kind of like wow i i you know netflix has so much content but in my mind i'm thinking like i kind of want this to be on netflix because that's what everybody seems to watch these days whenever you know i'll, I'll i like you know when I, we were talking briefly about the abc show i did um alex inc that didn't didn't um uh, last or, or work that well but I remember when I was promoting it I was just doing anything I could to promote it anything 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 and then everyone was like sounds great Zach when's it on Netflix and I'm like well it's not it's it's on ABC it's it's not it's not gonna be on Netflix <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't know that's what I, I just got thinking about that what about you guys
3: I feel like it's well you know I'm while we're in this downtime I'm trying to uh, you know I got a couple of other voices trying to develop something you know to do when when we can start to work again and it's really, I've never done that before. I've never uh, helped create a show, but I feel like to start a new show now, I don't think attention spans are any shorter necessarily. People are watching stuff. It's just not the same stuff they used to watch. And there's more TV than there ever was. And I feel like if you're gonna start something from the ground up, you can't just do a family living room, Multicam, you know it's just, it feels like that's gone mm. there has to be something a hook to the show yeah and whether it's you know i don't know what really shows are doing a period piece or uh his uh, you know real people like i don't know the kennedys or something or queens and kings or something fantastical or outer space or it just feels like you can't do a, 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 the, the time has passed do the johnson family Although and,
0: although Neil you just gave me a genius idea to do a traditional like living room sitcom <laughs> but it's uh kings and queens in a castle.
3: <laughs> I would do it except they live on like the set of the Cosby show. They're, <laughs> they're kings and queens but they just have a, a, couch, no, and uh, a, have a <laughs> couch and a
6: television.
0: <laughs> but they're they're royals and they've been transported from an, from another era but and they don't really know why they're there but they they live in this tr- this you know suburban house.
3: I, that, that could work, or that could have worked in 1986. You know, <laughs> come on, man. I, if Alf could work, I was just gonna say Alf. Well, yeah, we
0: um, we, that, we talked about Alf extensively um, uh, uh, in one of these episodes because I remember as a kid, a child, seeing a commercial for Alf and being like, "That's so stupid. No one's gonna watch that." And then cut to me like <laughs> riveted every week, like
6: <laughs>
3: watching Alf.
0: What's oh, Alf? Was really? Al-
4: what are you I mean, doing, I Alf? I recall that
3: being kind of funny. I, I think it was a kind of a funny show.
0: No, it was genius. And Max Wright, who is hilarious, uh, yeah? played the father. What, what are you doing, Alf? And he notoriously hated being on a puppet show. He hated every second of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> he, he hated the puppet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck that puppet. I want to walk off this set. Fuck you, Alf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going um... to like trailer, Alf. <laughs> Fuck
4: you. This is a true story. Alf the Puppet was actually my sleep paralysis demon from like age three to ten.
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. Slow
0: down.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Slow down. down. I didn't
3: see sleep paralysis demon. What's it about? (laughs) I have all their music. What uh,
0: What is a sleep paralysis demon for those of us who don't know?
4: All right. So sleep paralysis is like this condition where you're. You know, dead asleep, and you, and if I'm sure, you know, if you don't know, uh, there's chemicals in your body that release to paralyze you while you're sleeping so that you don't get up and run while you're dreaming. Right. Um, There's things, there's a phenomenon that can happen where you achieve consciousness, but you're still paralyzed by those things that are keeping you sleeping. And uh, I happen to get that and have since I was a really little kid. And typically, for whatever reason, whatever you want to say about the human condition or whatever, uh, when people are stuck in this, they go to a very dark space and usually they see something really uh, ugly or terrifying and this I mean it could be anything it can be a literal so so people call them their sleep paralysis demons and Alf was literally mine there was a commercial (laughs) on TV where Alf uh, pressed his face against the glass it was probably from like the premiere episode yeah and when I was eight years old I I think specifically anytime I would get in the sleep paralysis state (laughs) there would be Alf at the edge of my my bed
3: (laughs) wow like pressing terrified
4: Oh I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It's a frightening
3: yeah. thing. And
0: was Alf oh, saying anything to you or was he was just he, it was just him up against the glass at the foot of your bed?
4: Yeah, it was just him against the glass. I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> do do you still have uh, sleep paralysis a sleep paralysis demon now? Yeah. And is it
4: still Alf? Is it still Alf? <laughs> no, now it's just uh, now it's just um I was gonna say something, but I won't <laughs> No, now it's uh, it's actually a guy in a suit. Okay. Wow
0: Wow. wow. That's scary. Well, that's very scary. I, uh, I, I—that's traumatic. You know, Alf. Uh, I, I, I didn't have that much problems with Alf. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we brought it up. We brought it up on the show before. I didn't know. I don't know if this was in your sleep paralysis nightmare, but Alf has a tail. Um, we learned, uh, Neil, because uh, I had the stuffed animal for Alf, and I was a child. And what I would do is I would take the <laughs> Alf tail and I would tuck it through its legs and close his legs to give him a giant erect ALF penis.
4: Mr. Braff, you've changed my life in many ways. And now I want to thank you because now my sleep paralysis ALF is going to have a big old tail penis. When it comes to my day. <laughs> <laughs> so thank
0: you for that. Now, Sam, I'm going to feel so bad if it goes back from man in suit to ALF with an ALF erection. I've, I apologize. But maybe you'll be able to laugh at him. Just point and laugh at him. Maybe he'll, he'll dissipate.
1: I'm not sure I understood the question. I thought you were asking, like, how do how.
0: We... He was saying, "In now that, in his opinion, uh, and and in an opinion of others, uh, things are getting shorter and shorter for short attention spans. Do you think there's any way that you have uh, adapted the way you perform or evolved things that you're doing for for a shorter attention span, whether it's anything you do?
1: Uh... Maybe in your animated
0: videos, you you know, I noticed something. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer for Donald. and Donald, you pipe in. You used to post some of your stop motion animation longer clips. Now you're posting very short clips. Do you think that's for yeah. a human attention span?
1: Absolutely. Because at one point I realized, were, thank you very much, Zach. At one point I realized people were not paying attention past a minute. You know what I mean? Fuck that. Not paying attention past thirty seconds. Uh, and so now when I do, when I post animation clips, they're like four seconds or five seconds, because. You know, if anything, they'll watch it a couple of times, three or four times before they move on to the next thing to make sure they're uh, to just to pick up visually uh, what it was that they saw. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. with animation, if it doesn't look right, people don't necessarily pay attention to it. And also, I have a I have a side question. If you're doing animation,
0: is it better for you to focus on a short, do do a short little segment
1: really, really, really well rather than do work on a full minute that has mistakes in it. Yeah, it's it's better to do it, in my opinion. If you can do a, a full minute of perfect animation, you're great. But no movie is like that either, though. You know what I mean? There are very few movies that have scenes that are a one or for one minute. You know what I mean? And if they do do that, it's a special shot. And so with animation, you try to shoot it just like you would shoot any other project that you put on film, whether it be movie or television, you want to make it quick and keep the cuts coming so that everybody, the faster the pace, the better it is with animation. The slower the, slower the pace of the story, the easier it is for people to tune out.
0: Sometimes I send you um, clips of animation that I think is cool and you don't even reply. And it hurts my feelings. I'm sorry, because pr- I've seen them already. I know, but you could say, yes, I've seen this. I could say, yes, I've seen this. Thank you. It's like when you my mom sends me from a picture here on out. of a my mom sent me a picture of like a bird. And you know, I, 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 okay. <laughs> but I can I still take the time to be like, pretty bird, mom. You know, you could
1: you might, you know, I might say, Hey, Zach, cool animation. Saw this one. You know what? From here on out, because I now know that you're very sensitive when it comes <laughs> to <laughs> I am sensitive. I will from here on out, I will respond with, Oh man, I've seen that already, but thank you.
0: All right. Samuel, do you have another question?
4: i got all kinds of questions but we'll keep it we'll keep it like uh just knowing that mr Flynn is there uh which is so cool i just have to say i seriously think you're one of the funniest people that has ever existed especially in the I modern told age him, of comedy
0: i told him that too <laughs> i say i agree
4: it's just totally true i'm just uh you know just free balling here uh
0: Let's free just say balling. that, yeah,
4: free-balling, always. always. You don't
0: on, have dude. to tell us what your underwear situation is, Sam. Put some yeah.
4: underwear on. I said the wrong word. I'm I nervous, think it's but You know what, is what you a mean. spitball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. This is why Alf won't leave the foot of your bed. He wants to see those balls.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Samuel. <laughs> All
0: right, Samuel, go ahead. Free-ball away.
4: <laughs> um, janitor spinoff of Scrubs. Let's just say they, they brought it back. Let's just say they got Mr. Braff and Mr. Faison uh, signed on as co-stars in at least the, the pilot episode. Where would you want to explore the janitor's character now, and what would you want the episode to revolve around? What kind of stuff would you like to be in it?
3: Outer space.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's where it's set. We're, we're marooned in outer space. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's sort a, of like
1: a Gilligan's Island type thing. we on an island, we on a planet on or a, a ship.
0: Are we on a ship, Neil, or on a, or on a planet?
3: uh a ship and then then like toward the end of the first season it lands
1: <laughs> sort of like <laughs> sort of like Josie and the Pussycats the janitor and the and the doctors
3: yes it's very much like Josie and the Pussycats and <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't notice that I stole the
0: so the janitor's also in a band well, yeah now, we're
3: all musicians yeah now
0: we're Neil, Neil you you joke but I would watch this show I mean not necessarily steal the character from scrubs but you could be your character is a janitor on a on a spaceship which is a character you never see <laughs> who's well, cleaning yeah. who's cleaning these spaceships
3: <laughs> That's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, Donald, it, you
0: watch so much sci-fi. Have you ever seen anyone cleaning up inside any of those ships? No, never.
1: Not even the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> which is the dirtiest spaceship in the galaxy. <laughs> no, no one's it, ever inside or out.
3: It. No one does it's, any maintenance.
1: Never, ever. Maybe no.
3: Jordy did a little maintenance.
1: Well, but Jordy was like a—he was an engineer, though. Man, he was like. Oh, you that's know. right. But I knew he was no, working like, he on never, something.
0: Like just like like your character would often be, you know, be doing something. We, we joke about Neil that we sometimes were like, you know what? The janitor was actually a good janitor for all his. Yeah. <laughs> he was—he really worked a lot. He was always doing shit, and uh, and you that's always funny. You, you always were actually working. I would have
3: said the opposite. There was oftentimes I would say, should I be doing something? I'm constantly just walking around a corner with nothing in my hands. You know, what are you doing?
0: Wasn't there a time when when, when someone, a director said uh, to mop in the admissions and you're like, there's a carpet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I don't remember that. Anyway, uh, I'm
0: very interested, Neil, in developing this uh, You're a Challenger on a Spaceship series.
3: Okay, yeah, because it's a, it's about three guys that they're marooned out in space. Okay, right. well, what did they do beforehand? Were they scientists or?
0: They were on a mission. Donald and I were, were the well, astronauts. Well, two
1: guys were on a mission, and one guy was cleaning the ship for them.
0: No, no, no. Donald, no Donald, no was. Yeah, yeah. That's Donald and
1: I are on a mission, <laughs> and part of this
0: mission, because there's been a lot of complaints about cleanliness in spaceships, they sent along a, a member of the janitorial staff to keep the ship clean while oh, they're right. on their mission.
3: Right, and then once it once it crashes or whatever, the status, you know, the the the, the, the totem pole is scrambled.
1: Yes, right. Well, right. yeah. <laughs> now because the big
3: scientists, you know,
0: are scared shitless, they, like, and the
1: janitor's like, "I can handle this. Guys, <laughs> follow my lead."
0: Yeah, the yeah. janitor. So the
1: janitor becomes the captain.
0: Yes, and maybe maybe Donald and I are injured, so we can't really do much. But the janitor takes over. <laughs> well, no, we don't
1: have to be injured. We just have to be like kind of like. Not really good with other things other than piloting and science. No
3: survival skills whatsoever.
1: Yeah,
0: whatsoever. Right. That's good, Neil. So Neil's character is like, not only was he working for a custodial staff, but he was an amazing survivalist. And Donald and I don't know anything about how to survive on this random planet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Our our journey could have been just, we were supposed to go to the International Space Station, and that's it. And somehow we got knocked off course by some crazy ass gamma wave or some type of microwave or something like that. And it sends us into a wormhole and we wind up in this fucking galaxy where we don't know shit about anything. Right. But, and don't know how to survive other than if we were to be, you know, on an international space station. And Neil Flynn. Janitor. Janitor. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know
3: what? I just thought of something. Didn't didn't Star Trek, they they, they went to different planets and stuff, right? Yes. They they never wore helmets or suits.
0: Ever. uh, They had oxygen in those, those, all those planets had oxygen.
3: They were all (laughs) (laughs) life-supporting planets, yeah. Right, apparently. I imagine they made that decision early on. (laughs)
0: Well, I imagine, like you said, with the headphones not looking good, I'm sure that, uh, what's his name, (laughs) Captain Kirk was like, you're not putting a helmet on this head. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, Shatner yeah. was like, no way, Shatner. you see this?
1: You see this? No way. Chatner.
0: Kind is calling all flavor chasers. Hey, it's Zach here, and Kind has
1: six new flavors for whatever you crave. Is it something sweet? Try the new Seeds Fruit and Nuts bars with flavors like dark chocolate, raspberry, and pumpkin seed. They're made with sweet raspberries and cranberries. And the number one ingredient, seeds.
0: And for something savory, Kind has you covered. Try their roasted nuts and jalapeno bars. Or grab the rosemary nuts and sea salt bars. Savory snacking has never been this delicious. I know your mouth is watering. I personally love the raspberry. Mmm, Donald. Let me tell you, I could eat 10 of those a day.
1: Oh, really? Rosemary's mine. All six new bars are gluten-free and have at least five grams of protein.
0: Kind always leads with nutrient-dense ingredients like nuts. Explore all the new flavors waiting for you, like strawberry sunflower seed, orange cranberry pumpkin seed, and paprika nuts and mesquite smoked sea salt. This is the bar for people who love real food.
1: Try all the new flavors of Kind Seeds, Fruit and Nuts Bars, and Kind Savory Bars. Shop on Amazon today.
7: As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often.
3: Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Uh,
0: Yeah, so that's the idea. Joelle will you produce? Joel will produce. um, Thank you. uh, We're off to the races. Samuel, thank you for calling in, my friend.
4: Oh, it's such a pleasure to meet everybody. Thank you very much. Thanks Dude, You're awesome, and man. And good
0: luck. And listen, don't let those monsters keep you in, in bed. Be safe.
4: Now I'm going to show them my balls and laugh at them. That's oh, Okay. What I today. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. <laughs>
0: and that's a lesson for everybody out there. If you're ever afraid, show them your balls and just laugh at them. Uh, well, and I'll see not. you in jail. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well. No. Well. Donald's like, well, and well I'm like, uh, never
3: mind. Never mind. Never mind.
1: Bye, see Samuel. Be Bye. well. Bye. Be healthy, man. Take care. Oh, my God. I have so many questions
3: back to space janitor <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love it Neil's like
0: furiously taking notes about this
3: <laughs> yes I am I wonder if part of it should be a game show or maybe the whole thing a game show just for some reason S- we're sticking janitor. with this these, these elements that are a janitor lost in space okay Carter family <laughs> <laughs> what is the capital of Shad? shod
1: for the Stad,
0: Stad, <laughs> Yeah, and believe it or not, Neil, stod starts with a G. There's a silent G. What?
3: Yeah, you, I you believe know what that the spelling, of... uh,
0: Joel, if you check, is G-S-T-A-A-D, if I'm not mistaken.
3: Stad. Go ahead. That reminds me of Djibouti, I think it's pronounced, except it yeah, starts but... with an N. I think a D. Djibouti starts with a D. Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah.
1: But now, I thought Neil, could... I remember when we used to do the show, you used to do crossword puzzles. Did I? Yeah, Didn't I've you? gone through phases, yeah. The New York Times, probably. Yeah, and you would do, mm. I remember, I I never, I'm, I suck at spelling, and I also suck at crossword puzzles, <laughs> but um, would you ever get to, would you ever get to the Sunday one? Have you ever, you know what I mean? Like, I hear the Sunday ones are the real hard ones. Monday, it gets easy, and then yeah, that's as the true. week goes, it gets uh, more difficult. And you're asking yes, you know, if he could
0: finish a Sunday is what you're asking.
1: I'm asking I'm asking, how deep into the week would you get? Because I know there were times where you would, you know, I, I remember asking you one, you'd be like, oh, this is from like a couple of weeks ago.
3: Hmm. Oh, really? Well, that's, you know, you, it depends on how you know, hard you work. Sometimes you just pick it up for 10 minutes and go on about your day. But I, I haven't done one in a long time, but – um. Yes, I used to complete, m- m- most of the time the same day, within an hour or two.
0: Okay. I can't, um, I can't do it. it. I was always it, jealous of people that could
3: I was. I, I think, at least what I know to be true, is that actually Saturday's the hardest day. Oh, Sunday's okay. the big puzzle. Sunday's like the supersized puzzle. It's not necessarily okay. harder.
0: So it builds to Saturday, and then Sunday's a bigger one, and Monday's the easiest. I feel like I have maybe done a Monday.
1: Right. I've never. I, I remember somebody saying that to me and being like, "Oh, okay, let me get the one on Monday." I just don't know. And then I realized stuff. you had to. You had to. Boy, you had to read the paper too. That was the other I didn't thing know a do.
0: lot of trivia. I mean, I could do it if it was like you know, three no you letters, had to... three letters, star of a sitcom, alien puppet. <laughs> <laughs>
3: This is a nice, nice callback. Thank you, thank you, Very Neil. Nice. That means a lot Very to me. Nice. We
0: barely talked about the episode, but we should talk about the Saint Elsewhere cast that was visiting yes. in this. Did you guys either one of you watch Saint
1: Elsewhere back in the day? I did. So uh, Denzel. <laughs> yeah, so Denzel's um, was it Denzel's first role? I don't know if it was his first role, but I know he was on Saint Elsewhere. Him and Howie Mandel.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: Wasn't uh, the theme song like da 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 da? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Something like that.
3: Yeah. That sounds very familiar.
1: I visited yeah. the
0: set once. I, my parents watched it. I believe it was Bruce Paltrow, um, Gwyneth Paltrow's father, who was a very big showrunner then, who produced it. Uh, With others and um, my dad knew someone we were visiting LA and my dad knew someone we got onto the set. It was like the first like real big TV set. Interestingly, I'm thinking about this out loud. The first real set I ever visited was uh, was a hospital set, which was St. Elsewhere. Um, And I I think it was beyond my it was too old for me as a child. um, But I remember my parents really loving it. Uh, Joel just told me that Denzel made his feature film debut in the comedy, A Carbon Copy. And, um, and then he was, that was 81 and then he was cast in the, so it's the second part probably. Um, um, and he's on, he was on St. Elsewhere, 82 to 88. That'd be cool to go back and watch a young Denzel on, on that show. Well,
1: he's ba- the crazy thing is he's barely on the show. Like oh, he was really? one of the, yeah, you know, they didn't use him a lot on the show. Uh, and which was, which turned out to be great for him because he would be able to go and do movies Instead of you know what I mean, they were like, Well, you're not on the show this week and he'd be like, Oh, okay, well, there's this dude doing this project, I you know, I'm gonna sign on and do it then. So like I remember Cry Freedom coming out. Oh, I remember that movie. You know what I mean? Him and uh That's an amazing
0: movie if you haven't seen it. Cry Freedom.
1: Cry Freedom. Him and uh Fish Call Wanda. No, was it the Fish Call Wanda? Kevin Klein. It was Kevin Klein. Yeah. And so I remember they did, a, I, I remember that came out, and I remember being like, holy cow, the dude from. And this is when my parents were like informing me, no, this guy is an amazing actor. He's done, he did theater in New York. You know what I mean? He's now blowing up as an actor. You should really check out, uh, if you, because, you know, I wanted to be an actor at an early age. They were like Denzel Washington, and they showed me Cry Freedom, and I remember being like, oh my God, this is the most amazing movie ever. Yeah, that was incredible. And, uh, and, I was very young when that came out. I don't know. And then, you know, from that Mississippi Masala and, you know, The Mighty Quinn and a bunch of other movies, but wow. yeah. Um and then for
3: Glory eventually, right? Of course. Glory well, yeah, was
1: Glory, yeah, Glory, was, Glory
0: was, was the one of the first times as a child that I that I knew who he was and I yeah. just never seen
1: a performance better than that performance in Glory. By the time Glory came out, I I was well versed in Denzel Washington. <clears throat> William and, and, go, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say
0: that for me, William Daniels is the voice of Kit. Yeah, Night Rider. Knight Rider.
1: And, when, and when William Daniels started, Daniels started Daniels.
0: speaking in this episode, I, I I had forgotten. I went, oh my God, it's Kit. Yeah. William never, Daniels was the voice of never Kit. never watched you that not- show. Oh, yeah? You never watched Night Rider? Not well, one he's time. A, he's a little bit older than us, so Donald and I were right in the pocket for for A-Team and, and Knight Rider. And-
1: Did you ever watch A-Team? No. Oh. Or well, the Duke, like, like Dukes a of the, hazard. No. Never yeah. what? Well, you know. I went to Universal Studios. That's a, that's a whole new, sh- when a whole was, new show When
0: now. I was a kid, we went to Universal Studios, the tour, and they had a Knight Rider car, and you could get in it, and the car would talk to you. And it was amazing. I mean, uh, in hindsight, as an adult, it, they obviously had a hidden camera and a guy somewhere <laughs> in the <a> room. <laughs> but, but as a child, I was like, holy shit, it's kicked. And I just remember thinking it was the coolest. And he would, you know, he would say things to try and show off that he could see you. He'd be like, "I like your, I like your blue shirt." And, uh, and I'd be like,
6: "Oh my god, kid!"
0: Uh, but they didn't have. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, William Daniels sitting in some room somewhere. It was uh, <laughs> probably not. No, I don't think they, they they paid his rate.
1: Did he go on to do Boy Meets World after all of that? After Knight Rider and everything, wasn't he like the next door neighbor, William Daniels? Yeah.
3: Yes, know. but he. I don't know about Boy Meets World, but. Certainly it would have been after St. Elsewhere. Yeah. Wasn't he, I think I'm mixing him up with somebody else, but wasn't he in The Graduate?
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't um, know. That's a good question. Joelle's he might have been, face. Jo- jo- might been
3: Dustin Hoffman's dad.
0: Uh, the one who says plastics? Is he the one who says plastics? No,
3: but that's in their yard.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's a neighbor, right? Or a friend.
3: Yeah, I can picture him saying Benjamin. Benjamin. And if it's not him, it's an actor that... Uh,
0: Joelle's checking. I've reminds me of each other. Face. And then Ed Begley. <laughs> Ed Begley. And, um, and also Stephen First, who was uh, famously in Animal House.
1: Yeah. Have you seen Animal House, Donald? I have seen... Yes, I have seen Animal House. Yeah. I
3: saw Animal first. House the night before I left for college. <laughs>
1: <Did> you... <laughs> was, college was college like did Animal live, House for Did it you? live up to it?
3: Not... Uh, well, you know, it wasn't quite the the same, but I did join a fraternity probably influenced by that somewhat. It seemed like they were having fun.
1: Yeah. Did you toga?
3: I don't think we ever did a toga thing. That would be a little too on the nose.
1: Dude, what's up with the zombie movie all of a sudden in the middle of this episode? Know, Out of nowhere weird. it, it turns into a zombie movie
0: i know it was mark buckland directing i remember and uh i remember it was kind of like a wide angle lens and trying to do uh, all sort of a, a zombie film i thought that was weird too did you notice it sorry i'm going i'm jumping around but at 703 i don't know if you noticed this but the score all of a sudden has like record dj scratching in it did
1: you notice that i didn't notice there's that. like a score not. cue
0: like all, all of a sudden it's like
1: <laughs> no fucking <laughs> like way fresh
0: prince of bel-air Oh, wait, so um, so Joel is saying that, Joel, are you saying that he was in The Graduate then? He was indeed.
5: Sorry, yes, he was in The Graduate.
1: Neil, you're right. Okay, all right. There you go, Um, Dean Daniels. So in this episode, you know, J.D.'s all worried that he uh, has gotten sick yes. from, uh, and I remember when I was a kid, I just felt invincible, you know what I mean, and, you know, even with even with things that I shouldn't have been even with things that I shouldn't have been doing where I should have been using protection, I felt like invincible, like you know motorcycles, uh, whatever whatever it was where I should have you know wore a helmet. I, I, I didn't. You know what I mean? And because of that, I got a lot of kids. But the thing is, um, <laughs> you, I don't feel a, that are way. You,
0: are you using a cryptic analogy because your daughter is on your lap? Yes, think? I see. Yes. Now
1: I, I I followed it now. Yeah. Uh you didn't uh, you didn't wear a helmet when you were yes. on your motorcycle. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> but the fear of disease or uh hurting myself in any way never came across my mind. You, you didn't think about things like that. Now I have nothing but fear mm-hmm. when it comes to that stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, mm. and it's it's uh it's I I, I I noticed that I've because of the situation that we're in and you know because of isolation and and quarantine and everything like that i i treat people a lot differently because of that and uh ted the lawyer does that to jd at one point where he's like he's trying to play it off where he is you know uh, things will be fine and then he's like hey don't you want your pin back jd's like don't you want your pin back and the lo- and ted's like you know keep it yeah mm-hmm. and that's kind of how i am now you know what i mean like When when the we get groceries delivered now, they knock on the door. I'll wait a minute before I go to the door to just to make sure that the air around the door isn't, you know, like if we were in a room right now and Neil, you would have coughed like that. I'd be like, you okay, man? (laughs)
6: <laughs> I know, you
0: know, but you know fi- I, mean? I, I was coughing last night and I was like, oh my god, my girlfriend must totally think I'm sick I, I'm, I, I don't know if you guys are conscious of that, you're like, you, now you cough in public and you're like, no, no, I'm fine No, 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 I'm, I'm fine. fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, fine. just something yeah. tickling
1: in my throat and, and that's, you know, this episode, you know, everybody needs, first of all, everybody needs to, first of all, chill out You know what I mean? I know that this is a very dangerous and scary time for us and everything like that but you're you're always jumping to the worst case scenario. You know what I mean? You you have a you have a you know a feeling in your foot. You jump online, and the next thing you know, you've got gerd. You you're telling everybody, oh, you, I've got I've got a gout. You gout, know what I mean? It's or i GERD. Yeah, gerd. Gerd is GERD something gout. in your in your digestive. If, your if you throat, have gerd on your, your toes, you're fucked. Yeah, you're fucked, right? Um, but you know what I mean? It's well, like, I don't know
0: if everyone's like that, Donald. You and I might be uh, 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 neurotic and, and looking everything up and thinking we've got something bad,
1: whereas other people might be like you nah, know i'm fine i don't know that many people that are that think that way you know what i mean I, I i think there's a fear we talked about this earlier there's a fear of going to the hospital and finding out that something's wrong so i think a lot of people when something does come up they're like ah you know what i'm not going to find out about it if it's really bad it'll kick my ass later on and then i'll have to go to the hospital and they'll fix it then but right. you know for j for for me personally nowadays this with this episode did for me when watching it was like it made me realize i have a real phobia when it comes to germs now and i have a real phobia when it comes to other people's germs now and it has a lot to do with what we're going through mm. but i didn't have that shit when i was a kid i wasn't afraid of things like this you know what i mean uh there were people that got stuck with needle. when we were doing the show there were a couple of people that accidentally got stuck with needles fucking around with the props you know what I mean? Thinking, oh, this that is fake.
0: That would have freaked me out even I would have was- lost
1: my shit. I nowadays I'd be like, I'm dying. I know I'm dead. Sarah was the only person that I knew. Sarah Chalk was the only person that I knew that was like that was like if 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 she had if she had the chills, it was it was life or death. I'm dying. I know I'm dying. You know what I mean? I It must be a I, real
0: thing. I mean, how terrifying for for real medical personnel who who get stuck, I'm sure, on occasion, um, if the person had something serious, how how scary that would be.
1: We're walking around the house. Don't get sick and don't break your leg. Don't get hurt. You know what I mean? The kids are playing around We're like, whoa, 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 Everybody calm down. We don't want to go to the hospital right now. Now's not the time to go to the hospital. Yeah, that's right. right.
3: Well, really, there's, you know, it's never a good time to go to the hospital. But, uh yeah, I thought about that. Like, if you had a um appendix.
1: Oh. right. I was like
3: going to say ass cheek. Yeah, I'm going to have my ass cheek removed. <laughs> 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 but it was an elective surgery, turns out, so I couldn't, I couldn't have that done.
6: <laughs> but yeah, you
3: don't want anything to go wrong. You're, you're. Uh, well, we'll see. You know, in the next uh, week or so, if any of this people crowding around each other uh, is turns into something. something. Well,
0: I actually have said, uh, I, don't, I, I, not to be Debbie Downer towards the end of the episode, but that. Uh, things are spiking back up in LA and, uh, and no one's talking about it because um, there's plenty else uh, going on in the news as we all know. But, uh, I I read, I read some articles like, why is no one talking about the new COVID spike in Los Angeles?
3: Um, I think there's uh, spikes in a lot of places, but New York Mm -hmm. is going down so much that it looks like a flat line for the country. You
0: mean like the national line? Yeah.
3: Yes. Yes. Uh,
0: well, yeah, I fear, I fear that, um, that everyone's kind of over it, you know. People are like, "All right, we did that. Fuck it. We got to get out of the house now." And and, mm-hmm. and 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 that might be fine if you live in a place where where this isn't as prevalent. But in, in LA, it does appear to be
1: climbing back up. And the only um, reason why we're talking about this right now, we know we try to get you away from uh, as as listeners, and uh, we try to keep this as uh, a distraction, a distract as much as a distraction as possible. But this is in the story. Yes, it's, you know what I mean, and so. That's why we... That's why, guys. It's in the, it's in the episode. And so, you know... What about Scott
0: Foley being left? I mean, listen, and Joelle, please weigh in as the, the only female on the panel, but Scott Foley, Scott Foley being left alone by Sarah, standing there with his roses, it just felt a little, like, just so mean. I mean, would Elliot... She found love, and, and or not love necessarily, but she really liked this guy. He's about as charming as a human being could be. He looks like scott foley and she's like and she leaves him she leaves him a at lot the door. it like looks exactly like scott foley she leaves him at the door i mean i don't know what are your thoughts on that
5: yeah i think okay so i didn't get into movies from the 70s until like i was in college this is sort of my first experience watching a woman be like listen i like you but this career i've invested in is everything to me and so we have to pause because it wasn't even like a solid breakup she's like right now i can't make this work and i it like as a you know i when this out? Because once I'm like 12 and I was like, you could just leave a dude for work. It was brilliant
6: to me. I was like, I still didn't like
5: boys at that age. And I was like, oh, so tedious. And so for her to just be like, I'm going to work on my stuff. I was like, this is brilliant. Oh my God. I really like this scene.
0: Oh, uh, I, I okay. There you go. There's the answer. I, I, I was like, I mean, I was impressed by the, the character making that choice because the writers really went out of their way to make sure there was absolutely nothing wrong with this guy. I mean, he was as dreamy as it could be. But she was getting distracted from her work, and uh, and she was like, "Look, I, I I really am excited about this, but I this is what I've worked my whole life for, so I'm
1: I, I gotta I, I gotta push you away." Which I
3: he's not gone though, is he? No, he, he comes does back.
1: come. He does come back. Yeah, but I don't know that she was distracted. I think it was how the hospital reacted to her and the walk of shame in the beginning of the episode. I think that was more of a reason for her to break up with, you know. Elliot is very worried about what everyone thinks about her. That's what the character. That's how the character is. Mm-hmm. You know, she. You know, she even says in the beginning, "99% of my life is me trying to impress my dad." You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And yeah. and so I think when the walk of shame thing happened and everyone made fun of her, I think that's that's you know it sent her down the rabbit hole and she spiraled, and that's why. But she he was also, to, it wasn't
0: just that, Donald. She, you know, Kelso's like grilling her and she doesn't know the answers to to questions at rounds, whereas she always does. And then she starts getting in her head. At one point, she's like, uh, she can't think of something. And I'm like, I, I turned to her and I'm like, come on, you know that. She just, yeah, she's tired think, maybe because she was up all night playing
1: schoolgirl. Right. But I think that stems from, uh, once again, you know, Kelso seeing her at the, at the uh, scrubs machine and giving her shit for – not having her, her scrubs, yeah. her scrubs that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I think I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't. I don't know. It's probably this it's is... probably both a combination of both.
0: But anyway, we all know we all know the spoiler alert that Scott Foley comes back. Um, he he ends up being a a an animal. Is he a marine biologist or a, or an animal trainer at Sea oh, Something yeah. like that.
1: But what um, a great scene that was, though, too, man. Where they break up because it looks like it's going one way you know and it, the mist, there's a great misdirection right you know she breaks she kind of you see her breaking up with him earlier in the script where he comes to visit her and she's like and he's doing all the right things and she's getting pissed off that he's doing all the right things and then she comes out at the end and it seems like she's gotten over all of the all of the bs that she was holding on to because of her walk of shame situation And then in the middle of it, she discovers, wait a second, it's not just that. I am distracted because of how perfect you are. And now's not the time for me to be distracted. Now's the time for me to be the the best I possibly can be so that in a couple of years, in a few years, I can find another, I can find a guy just like you and do it all over again, and this time for keeps. And I feel, and I, the, the way they both play the scene is perfect because it really does feel like Uh, Sean is hit by a Mack truck because he doesn't see it coming. You know what I mean? He sees it as, okay, she had a bad day. I'm going to bring her flowers and cheer her up. Yeah. And now she's walking back into the hospital, and I'm standing here with a dozen roses.
0: I felt bad for him. I'm I'm such a sucker for The writers really know how to get me with, uh, you know, love that cannot be. I'm like, oh, this poor guy, he's, like, crazy about this girl. He's standing here with roses, and he's like – she goes he goes i'm going to be i'm going to wait here because i know you're going to change your mind in 2 minutes and she's like i hope so and then she doesn't he <laughs> just
1: and then he trashes the roses well do you
0: think he trashes the roses or he leaves them and people just walk all over him? i couldn't just figure that out
3: yeah i just oh, thought I of that when i first saw the roses i thought eh, come on That's a little bit of a hissy fit you
0: know? <laughs> 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 like he was jumping up and down on them yes yes
3: stomping on them but the the only reason I know that he doesn't disappear, well, come to think of it. Oh, no. The last episode, I guess, of season one is somebody's wedding. Is it Turk and
1: Carla? No, we don't get married until season three, I think. Well, then. at the end of season two.
3: When we were shooting that episode, he was
1: there. In the last episode of the season? At your wedding.
3: Yes. Uh, was that? Was he? A, so many f- days. I don't so, know. You know, there's so many fans
1: know.
0: right now that know the show better than us. They're like, "You idiots! He's in episode, da, 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 <laughs> and this one, and this one, and this one." But we don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's no, sure. Let's ask. Good. Let's ask the wiki guy. All uh, right. So Neil, we have this guy. His name is Trevor. Um, Trevor, wiki. Guy. Right. Trevor wiki um, we have a question. How many more episodes is Scott Foley in? And was he? Did he attend Donald and Carla's wedding? <laughs> Hey guys, Scott Foley appears in 12 episodes over seasons 1, 3 and 8, including Turk and Carla's wedding reception in the season 3 finale. Alright, we gotta wrap this up guys. We've been Neil, I'm sorry to keep you so long we've been going an hour and 45 6 minutes um, It's okay, I enjoyed I it. I hope
1: you had a good time just shooting the shit with us, we miss you, you We may- miss you big time, we'd love to have you back too if you ever want to come back and hang out with us yes, more than Yeah, I
3: will, because this was fun, but I thought we would talk about me more <laughs> so about halfway we through will. i got kind of bored
0: oh he checked out <laughs> until we started talking about the the the, the night terrors guy the <laughs> alf at the foot of his bed
3: paralyzed
0: against sleep the glass demon? by the way donald remember we were speaking about that rap song of, uh sir mix a lot put him on the glass put him on the glass baby yeah his nightmare is alf putting him on the glass
1: yeah, that would do it for me, too. That'd be a wrap for me, too, man. <laughs>
0: now that I have the it. visual of Alf putting his breasts on on, on glass. Or, or his tail penis. Or his the tail glass. penis. <laughs> on that note, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, uh, follow Donald and I on Instagram, especially Donald, because he doesn't have as many followers as I. He's very upset about
1: it. I am uh, very upset about it. We even talked about it on the podcast. Okay. And my shit hasn't moved. Okay. It hasn't
0: moved. <laughs> don't yell at people, Donald. It's not a way to end the podcast.
1: I just don't. I think it's disrespectful. Okay. I think it's disrespectful. Okay. Calm down. I was in clueless, oh, damn my, it.
0: Oh, my God. I was in clueless, <laughs> damn it. Uh, you guys, follow Donald. And also, please rate our podcast. Give us. You know when you get out of an Uber and they're like, five stars, five stars. Give us five stars because apparently that means something uh, in the podcast world. And tell your friends to subscribe we're having a blast doing this, and we're going to keep doing it uh, for the foreseeable future. Yes, and we free have...
3: to just dis- subscribe. Is it?
0: Yes, it's totally free. Neil, we just free? do this. Okay. They, uh, it's paid for by by advertisers playing ads, and uh, this is you can listen to it anywhere for totally free. Yes, Don. What were you going to say before you lead us in song?
1: I was going to say, and you know. We'll have Neil back on, and we'll yes. talk about more things. Yes. I wanted to get into I wanted to get into the fugitive. Yes. I wanted to Let's talk save about it. that. Let's save it. Maybe he has I a story tell- about
0: Harrison Ford being difficult. To save it. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks for listening, Donald. He's Stewart. worked
1: twice with Harrison Ford, though. He's worked twice with Harrison Ford. That's
3: right.
0: He's my Once buddy. Once
1: the Crystal Skull, oh. and 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 the Fugitive.
3: Yep. yep. For one day each time. <laughs>
1: for, right. Well, one scene you had way more lines than just Kimball.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Was that all it was? Kimball. Yeah, it was more in the script. Not not much more, but it was I was wondering which take they would use when I saw the film. I wonder when I'm saying, now, now back up, come toward me, let me see your hands, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> and I see the movie and it's Kimball Bang! <laughs> 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 straight to well to your
0: Neil, you're in you're in a, what I consider a classic, so that's just cool to me and it is in a, a really good movie. it's a great it I, just, is, right? I recently
1: rewatched it and it's so it good It
0: holds up it oh it really holds hold up. up it's so yeah. good all it right, Donald, so lead us in song good. you got mad last time when I did it.
1: I want Neil to do it Neil, can you just go five six, seven eight real quick yeah five, six seven, eight?
6: Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a